In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm in New York City in the Bronx where Atlanta United defeated NYCFC 1-0 in the first leg of an Eastern Conference semifinal in the MLS playoffs. Eric Rometty scored his first goal for Atlanta United. It came in the first half uh, off a toe poke from a rebound off of Sean Johnson. Uh, Joseph Martinez connected with a left-footed half volley, just a fantastic piece of skill from Martinez that went through a crowd. Johnson palmed it away. The ball looked like it was going to spin to the outside of the post, but Jeff Lernowitz and Eric Rometty Got to it, Rometty poked it in. Lorenowitz jokingly called it a galazzo because he has a deadpan sense of humor, and the shot was from about an inch out. Uh, so Atlanta United gets the important away goal heading into leg two, which will be played November 11th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I think probably more important than the fact that Atlanta United won, it's that it played well. It played tough. They snapped in the tackles, held NYCFC without a shot on goal on that small field on shoddy turf. There were divots flying up more than when I'm hitting a pitching wedge. It was a performance that goalkeeper Brad Guzan said they really haven't had against the good teams all season. Uh, Michael Parker said they knew they needed to play this kind of way. It didn't matter if it was an ugly game, but they needed to be tough. They needed to play hard. They needed to show the intensity that had been missing most recently in the loss at Toronto that cost them the supporter shield at the loss at Red Bulls that opened the door for Red Bulls to eventually go and win the supporter shield. And they did it. It was it was really an impressive performance. It was a physical performance by Atlanta United. A lot of tackles, more than 30 fouls were called in the game, uh, at least five yellow cards by referee Kevin Stott. There was some controversy in the game. I'll get to that in a second. But now Atlanta United has to replicate that performance uh, in just the second home game in playoff history. When it hosts Red Bulls next week, the winner will advance. I'm sorry, when it hosts NYC FC next week, the winner will advance to play either the New York Red Bulls or Columbus. Uh, the crew defeated the Red Bulls one to nothing at uh, Matt Fire Stadium or Matt Free Stadium in Columbus, Ohio earlier today. Uh, Their game will also be next Sunday. We don't have the times yet. They should come out uh, later tonight, this being Sunday. So to the controversy, uh, Miguel Almiron, who came back from his strained hamstring to play in the first half, um, scored on a kind of slammed a shot into the turf. It bounced over Sean Johnson's head. Sean Johnson started gesticulating wildly, kind of pointing at Jeff Lernowitz, who was behind the post on the other side of the goal, um, eventually, referee Kevin Stott went to the replay system, ruled the goal off. Uh, Major League Soccer said it was because Miguel Almiron 
was offside on the corner kick. It was a short corner. Almiron passed it to Gressel, who was just a few yards away. Gressel put his foot on the ball. Almiron came and kicked it. Um, I don't think anyone noticed that NYCFC didn't put anyone at a post. So Almiron was offside by about a half a meter because there was a player, David Villa, like in front of Sean Johnson. So that's why the goal was called back. I had tweeted originally that I thought it was on Jeff Lernowitz because that's who John John Sean Johnson was gesticulating toward, um, and I thought it was a bad call. Then they said it was Almiron. I watched the video a few times. I still don't think it was a great goal, great call. I don't think it was a clear and obvious error made by Kevin Stott, which is the first rule that requires the use of replay or allows the use of replays. It has to be a clear and obvious error. It was not. The AR, the assistant referee, was standing right there in line with Almiron and the NYCFC defender. His flag never went up. He had the best view of anyone. So I don't think it was a good call. Atlanta United holds on to win one to nothing. NYCFC did have some chances, but Atlanta United stood tall. NYCFC did score a goal, but it was called back because of a foul like it shows Martinez, who had thrown himself into blocking a bicycle kick, it appeared, uh, at the top of the penalty box and was fouled. I'm sorry that I'm yawning. It's This daylight savings time ending has kind of killed me. It's 11.45 now, but it feels like it's about 12.45. Um, so anyway, you know, there were a lot of impressive performances tonight by Atlanta United. Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, Michael Parkhurst, Eric Ormetti, and Jeff Renowitz were just rocks in the middle of the field, of a, of a tough field because everything has to go through the middle. Nothing is going to come in from the wings because the field is so narrow. But they were fantastic. Um, Julian Gressel was quietly effective. Darlington Nabby quietly effective. Joseph Martinez quietly effective. The one player who really wasn't effective was second-half sub Hector Viaba, who came on for Almiron, and then Viaba himself was subbed out, which is really, really rare. You, I've only seen it a couple of times in all my years of covering and watching soccer. Um, Gerardo Martino said he thought after the game uh, that Viaba had picked up an adductor injury, which is a recurring injury he's had, and so they subbed him out for that. Viaba told them that he was fine, but he really didn't look fine. He didn't have that extra gear. He didn't sprint. He quit running um, on a long ball within just a couple of minutes of, of coming into the game, which was not a good sign. Uh, and then he kind of took too long on a pass from Joseph Martinez when Atlanta United had a two-on-one, uh, which they could have taken a two-to-nothing lead. And then he was subbed out and Barco brought on. Barco played well in his five, five to eight minutes. Really, really worked his tail off on defense. Uh, so that was impressive. Uh, Atlanta United totally negated uh, to Jury Shradi, Maxi Morales in the middle of the field, David Villa took four shots, but again, none on goal. So now Atlanta United moves forward. They have to at least preserve this one to nothing lead they have on NYCFC. They could probably build on it. Uh, they drew at Mercedes-Benz earlier this year, uh, two to two, I believe it was. Um, NYCFC knows that they said they we know we could score goals there, but Atlanta United, if it could continue to play defense like it played today, it's it could go far. Um, so we will see what happens. Anyway, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Please follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. 
and I hope you'll subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Coming to you again from New York, uh, where Atlanta United defeated NYCFC 1-0 in the first leg of the Eastern Conference semifinals in the MLS, MLS playoffs. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.